Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris and as always, I'm joined by Jim Alberto. How's it going, Jim? Oh, we continue on with COVID-19. Yes. The, the joy and happiness that it has brought to millions and millions of people. So those of you that are listening, hopefully you are um, enjoying a little bit of downtime, which means in turn, you might have downloaded every episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast to fill your days and nights. That's what I'm doing. There, there's I hear it's a great thing to fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, there's one of our great reviewers right now. And gentlemen. <laughs> there's one host that just never shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes his shirt off all the time. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you got to laugh. What else can you do? Yeah, yeah, that's all we got much. left, man. That's all we got left. Pretty yes. much. Alberto, how's uh, the automotive life? Things haven't stopped for you. No, and it's not looking like they're going to, which believe me, I'm not complaining about, um, you know, being deemed essential infrastructure. Well, we still get to keep on working. So, I mean, lately I've only been to a, a handful of shops and they're all still busy. So it'll be very interesting to see because let's face it, in these times, if, you know, you got an insurance check coming your way and your car is drivable, you got to make a decision. You're going to take your car to get it fixed. Or you're just going to cash that check and hang on to the money. Yep. And I don't blame anyone for making a decision that suits them best. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. How about you, Christopher? Um, life is busy and hectic, and uh, work hasn't changed for me. Um, my my, I mentioned this in one of one of our other recordings, which will probably air after this one because I'm going to bump this one up a little bit. But um, I, that that I moved my office to the den so my wife could do lessons in her. Uh, in her office, uh, playing with the freedom to play saxophone and everything like that. And so today was day one of that. And, uh, it was, it was good. It was uh, kind of a good balance between all of that. My, uh, desk location is different. Um, but not, you know, it's all everything that I need is here. That was a kind of a long night getting that set up, um, leading into a long, week of long nights because every night this week and that one, uh, I was mentioning before we hit record that we were, uh, uh, that, that I was up very, very late doing video editing for church on uh, Sunday morning, uh, getting that done so that we could premiere it when service would normally be and got it done, but it was a very long night, but I'm a little perfectionistic on those types <laughs> of things. So can't, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm. Well, that's why we're glad you're on our team. Yes, I I, I do the best I can. So, um, let's dig into some. Are, are there any other keto related news that aren't COVID nineteen related news? <laughs> Is there a way to separate them at this point? Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. <gonna> say. <laughs> I do think uh, that I saw something in the Facebook group a minute ago, and I think that that the just based off the comments that they were saying. Uh, people with an anti-inflammatory diet have a better chance of surviving. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Totally shocking. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, enough of that. That that could go down a very steep cliff that we don't want to go down. 
Um, anyway, uh, let's uh, dive into our shout outs of the week. Jim, who do you have for us this week? So I had this guy in my back pocket, so to speak, of wanting to give him a shout out on last week's episode, and I got things crisscrossed. So um, my shout out is to um, another Jim, Jim Poor, who is a member of the group, but he also follows us on follows us on Instagram as well. And um, you can check him out, Poor, P-O-O-R-E dot Ketovore is his Instagram handle. Um, he wrote on Instagram, I don't have many before pictures to choose from over the years. I was always the one taking the pics and never wanted or felt comfortable having my photo taken. My before pic is when I was 550 pounds almost eight years ago, which sadly wasn't my worst uh, when I reached 690 pounds a few years prior to that. My current pick, my after pick is at 260 pounds. So there's less than half of me between the two picks. So not only do you have the difference in size, and trust me, go to Instagram, check this guy out, um, but due to styling in the TKMC t-shirt as well. So congratulations to Jim Poor for truly dropping well, uh, 50 plus percent easily of his uh, weight and uh, keeping on with things. So congratulations to him. Very good. Alberto, who, who are you shouting out this week? I am going to shout out a Jim as well, our very own Jim Inman. What? what? I am shouting you out because uh, you took it upon yourself to, well, I mean, first of all, you, you, you asked everyone how thought it was cool, but then you just went ahead and did it anyways because you're the man. Uh, your, your post about like uh, members that have small businesses that, you know, might be looking for uh, a little extra advertisement. And so you put the, put it out in the group that if you got a small business and under the circumstances, if you want to advertise here and see if anything comes of it. And uh, it looks like it went really, really well. I thought it was really cool, and looks like we got a lot of uh, a lot of comments and actually some some purchases between members out of that deal. So good job, man. Well, thank you, thank you. Definitely a team effort on on that one. We work hard, all of us um, moderators, admins, and whatnot, to make sure that we keep the flow going the right way. And this is a time where, hey, yeah, we do want to know what you do personally and professionally, and if there's something that people can help with, here we go. So thank you, Berto. Much appreciated. So I am going to shout out Carlton Scott. I actually changed my mind on this one because this one's a better one. I, I actually got to sit down and have barbecue with Carlton in Kansas City. He was the only person that showed up and I hadn't mentioned it until now. I should have. So uh, he is uh, pretty active in the group. He's got his pictures all over the place. So I don't have any specific posts for him, but he is uh, pretty much pure carnivore doing his thing. And he, uh, uh, he's, he, one of his posts, I, I love it. It says 60 doesn't have to mean old. And he's just, he looks, uh, looks buff, looks, uh, fit and, uh, like healthy as compared, uh, like healthier and younger than he did in his y younger pictures. And so, uh, he, uh, he's, he just look him up in the group. He's a great source of inspiration and, and, uh, really a great guy. So definitely someone to connect with. Well, uh, this week we uh, have a return guest, uh, not our first return guest because, well, actually, no, were you, you, he was, a, he was the first one on, I think we had this conversation. Don't overthink it, Chris. Don't overthink yeah, it. I, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Yeah. He, he's our first return, return guest. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> Once, twice, three times, a return guest. We'll just yes. say that. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Mike Gorm Gorman. How's it going? Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep listening to you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard, 
I heard your voices were soothing and you weren't lying. That was, uh, that was a nice little nap. I'm, I hope. Yes. I, I'm very much against what you were against when talking. <laughs> oh. oh, so I'm good. I, I'm good. Is good a word. I don't know. Um, I'm alive. Is that the best way to put it? That's the way, what I've been saying all day today. People are asking how I am and I'm like, I'm alive. And there's a question, there's kind of an, an implied question mark there, I guess, but I'm doing okay. You know, we're, like Jim mentioned in his intro, there's a lot going on with the, the virus situation here and um, feeling the impact of it a little bit more than I thought I would. Um, so I'm just kind of rolling with the punches and, and, and living life, I guess, man. Are you on lockdown? Um, we're not um, officially like on, you have to be locked down yet, but basically every everything but s- some stores is closed uh restaurants are all on takeout you know gyms are closed um i i have nowhere else to go i had two jobs before the the virus hit and now that the virus is here i have no jobs um as of today so um i'm i'm existing and i I, I, it's it's like one of those things where i don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole of making people get depressed while they're listening to your podcast like I, I could then say, well, I live in a, a basically a 12 by 12 apartment and have been living and working here for the past week, doing everything in the same space, feeling a bit like a prisoner going insane. Um, so, yeah, um, things are things are, are, are challenging, but things are challenging all over. So, you know, I've got I, I have perspective on it and, you know, it's, it is what it is right now. And what will be will be from it all but it's definitely an, an interesting time i guess they say it's an interesting time to be alive um, remind our listeners where you are located in the world i well i don't like to give away my exact address but no um, i mean I, <laughs> one, i'm not one two two main street i'm uh, not gonna give <laughs> i i almost felt i almost fell for one of those memes on instagram yesterday where basically i'm like wait a minute if I answer all these questions, I'm basically giving you all of my password information for everything I've ever done in my life. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fall for that. But um, I am in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, specifically for the moment. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island, is uh, my home. So yeah, I'm up here in the Northeast, and I, Little Rhode Island. Several times they've been doing polls on how states are responding to the virus, and somehow we keep coming out on top of that. I don't know how, but we maybe, do. Maybe it's just that it's that small. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't. I, I kind of want to dig into what the criteria are for all yeah. that, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, that's good at least. Mm. So, what's going? So, there's been a lot going on with your health journey since we last spoke. Um, you're no longer being coached with Jonathan, and um, you know, we 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 can dig into all of that. Yeah. Like, let's uh, let's start at you reach in goal weight because I don't think we talked about that. Mm. Yeah. I think our, our last discussion, I was still on the, the weight loss train. So, um, come around the fall of this past year. Um, it was, mm. so for those of you, I mean, those of you who have, so I'm honestly not sure how there's anyone out there who hasn't listened to my first appearance on the keto man's club because it's riveting. It's, it's, it's must see television, but, um, uh, at the time, I, I you know I, I've been working with Jonathan Shane, the Keto Road, as as my coach, and the fall came around, and I I had gotten into this place. As, I think it was like almost spurred on by KetoCon, like uh, you know you have that fire put inside of you, and I started to say I'm going to get to 199 pounds. I'm going to get to 199 pounds, 
And so I, I had this kind of race to 199 in my head. And we were kind of on that journey and it was going and going. And I I was starting to kind of stall out in like the 205, 210 range and realizing that in order, like, let's just sort of phrase this, like I could get to 199, like I could. Um, but what I realized was there were things I would have to do to get to 199 that would not make my life happy. Like I, I realized that I'm not trying to get on stage. I'm not a physique model. You know, I'm not looking to, you know, I'm not in any kind of competition along that way. And I had started to put like the pressure on myself to get there. And I had this realization one night that I was like, my body can move in ways that my body could never move. I can fit into clothing from any store. I can breathe. I can jump. Um, I'm happy with everything. Why am I pushing to lose that next six pounds? Like, why am I killing myself? Because it was starting to become like a really like a strong mental thing. Like it was starting to become punishment. And instead of seeing my journey as something that was helping me, I was starting to see it as something that like I was doing like it was something being inflicted on me. And I was realizing it was it was putting me into a bad headspace. So I reached out to John and was like, I think I'm done. Like, I, I think I'm done. And we kind of had a conversation and he's like, well, you do realize like with the amount of weight that you lost, like your body is probably holding 20 to 30 pounds of extra skin. Like that's something, and that's even something that my doctor has, you know, verified from his examination. Like, so in theory, am I 205 pounds or am I 190 pounds or whatever, you know, I would be if they cut the skin off my body. Like I I had to realize that, you know, was I trying to get to a place that just wasn't going to be great for me at that moment? So. We started working on reverse dieting and spent, you know, most of November and December. I like big dramatic moves. You know, I, I like to have a little flourish to what I'm doing. So we ended our coaching relationship at midnight on December 31st. Um, I, and I was like, I, I was literally going to do some kind of toast to him at midnight. Um, and, you know, since then, I've, I, I've got my goal for this year is uh, I've said several times to different people is, I want to master maintenance. You know, I, I think I've had some people kind of come at me about that not being too, as specific of a goal as they would like or as challenging as people think it would be. And I'm, I'm like, look, I'm 46 years old and I have never kept my weight in the same range for more than a month ever in my life, ever. So, you know, except when I was heavier, you know, when I wasn't caring about it. Um so for me to reach a goal weight, you know, kind of get down to that point where I can say I'm at a goal weight, whatever it is, and try to work on staying there is kind of a, new, a whole new adventure that I'm on at this point. That's awesome, man. So, Congratulations I mean, on I could, that. I could keep talking. I don't know if I should keep talking or if I should, you know. <laughs> no, I was just, you just woke me up from my little nap. So I, I know, right? I want to make sure I figured you guys to sleep now. Um, but so are you still bad. tracking your food? Yeah, I will. I mean, here's the interesting thing. Like, so... Um, you know, now we start to segue into kind of like what's going on with the world now. And so before any of this, this virus mess started, um, had some issues going on in my family, some illness and some kind of things that were, you know, stressful happening there. And then I came home, uh, came home one day and had a letter on my door from my landlord basically saying, I'm trying to sell the house. There's someone coming to do a home inspection in four days. Um, you need to be out of the house, yada, 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 like all this. I live in a, a 10 apartment building, an old building here in Providence. And so they were coming to do the, you know, the realtor inspection. And so now 
all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm, this is going to lead to one of, you know, three things basically in my mind. Like it's going to mean they don't do anything to the building. New owners take over and raise the rent. They determine they want to renovate the building and they give us a chance to live here and raise the rent. Or they decide to demolish the building and use the space for something else. And there's nowhere to pay rent to. So was immediately in that place of where am I going to live and can I afford to live somewhere else and what am I going to do and how does that affect all of these things I have planned for this year? I I literally, like this is a funny thing, like I talk about sometimes like weird coincidences happen in my life. I literally had put it out into the universe the day before that I was finally going to book a vacation to Ireland. Uh, that's something that's been a long-term goal of mine, international travel and wanting to go to Ireland, which is where you know my roots are. Um, I was pumped about it. I had ordered some book, you know, some of the travel books that people recommended to me on Amazon. And I was starting to research it and was getting ready, like, I'm going to book a flight. And then I find out that I may have to move. And I'm like, okay, that puts that trip on hold. And then we fast forward another week and the virus is putting everything else on hold. And, you know, my, my nighttime job was hosting trivia at uh, local bars. And that obviously went away fast. And my daytime job is working in construction and marketing and construction and the, the effects of, of this situation, you know, construction isn't halted anywhere, but a lot of clients are, you know, a lot of big, big clients are um, canceling projects and uh, backing out of contracts and all sorts of things along those lines. So that has, you know, threw another wrinkle into the pond. So what, what does this have to do with food and tracking? I'm getting there. Uh, don't worry. Um, I am I am still on track. Um, so I go back about a week and a half and two weeks ago, and I had done Carnivore February. And that was like, I had always wanted to do like a Carnivore month where I wasn't tracking. So I did a month of non-track. I ate Carnivore. You know, I did no dairy Carnivore, which was insane for me. And basically had had a, an overall good experience like i didn't feel any of the magic that a lot of the, the the meat warriors you know talk about on instagram or on youtube like i pretty much my my carb amount had gone from 15 20 total carbs to zero basically so my carb amount hadn't really changed that drastically so i wasn't feeling this insane hormonal change in 30 days or anything along those lines but the thing that i did have happen was i i realized that by eating that way you know, I, I could eat intuitively and have control and working on intuitive eating has been one of my big goals for this year and maintenance. And so I got a little cocky coming out of that. And I thought, well, I can do keto intuitively. Like, let me reintroduce all these foods and do that intuitively. And that kind of spiraled out of control a little bit, like leading to me thinking I can keep keto ice cream in the house and eat that intuitively and keep Lily's chocolate around and order chalk zero and things along those lines. And uh, it kind of all came to a head last week where I realized like, wait a minute, what the heck are you doing? Like you're, you're not in control. You're, you're letting this kind of be something that is not what you want it to be. You know, let's, let's face facts that you're not ready to approach having all of these foods in your face intuitively yet. Like you're, you're not there. So I kind of reined in, Tip the reins again, I guess is a better way to put it. And um, over the past week, I've gotten back to tracking and gotten back to, you know, following something that's a, a little better for me um, on the mental control side. So that gets us to today, I guess. So what, was, what were some of the lessons that you 
learned about yourself in that in this last month of the doing things a different way than what you've been coached and doing for so long? What did you find out good and bad about the process? Um, well, one, I learned that like all the, the, what I thought were healthy coping mechanisms I put into place are very easily pushed out the window when I make the decision to push them out the window, like the support system, the, even the, you know, listening to my body, like all of those things. It's, it's so easy to flip those switches again. Like it's, it's one of those things where you can have one day where everything is completely in control and one day where things are completely not. And I think what it goes back to for me is like, there's no magic when it comes to addiction. Like there is no one and done. There is no like, okay, this is, this is the right tool at this, you know, that'll work forever in the same place. Like do I, I still think there's, there's a way for me to work on, you know, introducing the concept of intuitive eating um, into my life because I don't, I don't feel like I could, I don't think I could live happily tracking every gram of food for the rest of my life. Like, but I do need to look at it from a more methodical place. Like, I think what I need to do is, is the lesson I learned is that I need to pay attention to the lessons that I've learned. Like what I've done over the past couple of years hasn't just been about losing weight. It's been about learning about my relationship with food and, and, different tools I can use to affect that relationship and affect my control of that food and um, taking those reins, you know, a little harder in hand at times when needed and allowing for the fact that the stress that I've been under is overwhelming, you know, and admitting that and talking to people about it instead of just internalizing it and not facing it. Mm -hmm. if If that makes any sense. It does. It does. And I think like the big thing, like, Cause I get messages a lot from people that are like, you know, you make this look so easy or like your journey has been, I wish, you know, I wish I had the same motivation that you do. And like, I, that's kind of why I've been wanting to share like with people, like I've started talking on Instagram about like what I've been going through, because I want people to realize that even when you quote unquote, get to goal, that the challenges don't really change. Like they can take on a different form at different times. But the challenges are still there, like, especially if you're trying to heal, like, a really disordered relationship with food, like, it's, it's easy to fall back into older patterns. And I think the difference this time is that I'm aware of it. And I'm conscious of when it's happening. And I am able, you know, I have been able to, you know, put the brakes on in those moments instead of allowing it to be something that's out of control, which is is a completely different thing than how I would have reacted in the past. So there's growth, and there's development. But there's still a need for that vigilance. And I, I think I got cocky and thought that I could, I could let my guard down and I let my guard down right at the time that I got hit by a wave of, you know, kind of incredible emotion that I wasn't ready to deal with. So at this point, you're, you're starting to track again, trying to, to gain the reins. And now you have even more reason to do that because you've got, a lot of things that you don't have very much control over right. challenging that right now. Um, what's the plan? What, what strate- uh, strategic things are you doing right now to try to action towards that, to make sure that you're, you're not going to fall down the rabbit hole that you know that you've done, gone down before. Well, I think one of the big things that I'm doing and because I think I have a luxury in that I do live alone. So I am the, the end all be all about what comes into this house. You know, I'm, I'm not like, there are other guys in the group that I know have families that aren't keto, you know, and have people that are bringing around foods that they're now sequestered with that are not necessarily the things they want to be around. Um, so I think for me, like number one, 
I'm I'm making deliberate choices about the food that comes into the house. I'm I'm not I'm not being I keep using the word cocky. I don't want to keep doing that, but like I'm not saying, you know, I'm not allowing foods into the house that I know are going to be the ones that I'm going to think about when I'm lying in bed at night. You know, I'm I'm actually kind of doing some physical distance. Some I'm social distancing myself from some food <laughs> items. I guess is the best way to put it, you know. Um, you know, I don't have, you know, there is no sugar-free chocolate in my house right now. There are no full jars of nut butter in my house right now. Like there are things that I I know that if I'm kind of in that doom and gloom apocalyptic scenario, you know, and faced with them, you know, maybe I'm going to make some bad choices. So like I'm, I'm thinking about like what can I control? Like one of the things I can control luckily is what comes into the house. Uh, I think getting back into tracking for me is a great tool during this time because it does a couple things. One, it ensures that I, I'm I'm staying on track, you know, like that that when my food is done, my food is done. Um, and for me, I'm the kind of person with tracking that when I hit that point, I hit that point. And I've had some days over the past week and a half where I think I haven't planned out my food the best. Like I've made some choices where I'm like, oh, that really probably wasn't the most satisfying option or the most satiating. So I'm, I'm getting back into that thinking about like, bang for your buck kind of thing. Like what is, what are the foods that I actually kind of get that nourishment from and get those good feelings from? And then the tracking also gives me a distraction, you know, gives me not just the distraction of, of tracking and measuring and all of that kind of thing, but it's almost like, I, cause I look at tracking like it's a game. I I'm a pre-planner when it comes to tracking. I know some, there are some people that track at the end of the day and then like have a macro capper if they they are off on something you know oh i need 10 grams of protein and 25 grams of fat so i'm going to have um i guess i don't know what 2 ounces of chicken breast dipped in a half cup of mayo this sounds awful uh, <laughs> i guess people do that maybe i don't know anyone out there doing that right now egg salad i think is something will do but um for me it allows me to kind of lay out the day you know, I can, I almost play the game of like, let's, let's see all the numbers add up. Let's, let's hit all the boxes. Let's make sure everything's like ticked off. And, um, I love cooking. So it also allows me to think about how I can be a little creative now that I actually have access to a stove for most of my meals, you know, instead of just reheating things in a, a break room kitchen. So I'm, I'm trying to think of ways to keep my head engaged so that my head doesn't just go to that place of, uh, what's in the house that I can eat and how much of it can I, um, I'm also, I, I think the other, the other plan is um, I'm talking about it. You know, I, th I think it's when we don't talk about these things that they fester. And for a good four or five days, you know, after things were bad, I, I wasn't talking to anyone about it. I wasn't letting anyone know what was going on with me. Like I was trying to kind of keep the brave face up. And I just realized that gets you nowhere. Um, so, you know, I've just been talking to people and, you know, posting on Instagram about it and letting people know this is how I'm feeling today. And it's not pretty and it's not fun, but this is the reality. Um, and I think there's some people that are like, well, aren't you supposed to, you know, be in a better place with all of this stuff? And um, no, this is where I'm at. You know, let's, you know, I can't control where I'm at. You know, I can just control how I'm reacting to what's happening and, you know, what I put out there. So, you know, I, th I think that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. I think one of the other things that, that I would say from my observation that you have going for you this time that you didn't have when you regained all the weight that you did the first time was that you have a crap ton of people that would like get up in your face and say, Mike Gorman, what the heck are you doing to yourself? Stop it. If you were to even go somewhat down that path, um, 
and it wouldn't it's not about accountability even though accountability is a you know factor with that i think it's now it's just people that love you that care for you you're surrounded by them and they i think a lot of them know at this point not to stay silent not to be quiet if there is something that needs to be said they're going to say it Oh, for sure. And I think that's a big part of it. Like, I think that network is a big part of it. The other thing I think that that plays a role is like, I'm, I'm actively involved with with coaching a group now, like I'm working with Jonathan, co coaching a group. And you don't think when you start a group coaching process, that two weeks into it, the nation's going to go on lockdown. (laughs) And you're going to enter into this crisis point. And so now you've got all these people that have started working on a new way of eating or a new plan or getting themselves focused and getting themselves directed. And now the world's going to hell in a handbasket around them. Like, so there's a lot there in terms of like people not only needing reassurance, but also needing advice and needing a little bit of direction. And I think it would be hypocritical of me to not take my own advice, if that makes sense. Like, if I'm going to sit there and brainstorm with you ways to help you, you know, kind of uh, binge proof your house while you're trapped inside. Why am I not doing that to my own space? Why would I not, you know, why would I not follow that those same things for myself? If I truly believe that's the right thing to do, I need to be doing it. So I, I think that's another level of, of that accountability that comes into play. Yeah, I was actually going to have written down on my notes here about uh, your, your little collaboration with John. I mean, obviously, don't not going to give up details as your clients and stuff. But overall, uh, how, how's that experience going coming it's from going the well, side like you were on? You know, yeah, from, like it, from being the coach to being the coach. It's something that was I was I was a little nervous about at first. Like, what would it what would it mean to be stepping into that role? Um, and I actually had a couple discussions with different uh, people that I respect that are coaches. You know, about you know things to think about and and those sorts of pieces. And then I actually I don't I don't know if any any of you are friends with or you know Samantha Souza. Um, she actually, I reached out to me one day and we were talking about it and I was saying how I'm nervous. And she's like, do you realize that what you're going to do with these people, you're already doing with people. You're just now doing it in a structured way. So get over that, you know, get over any of those thoughts. Like you're giving that experience to people already. Like now you're going to be giving it to a group exclusively. And, and I think Jonathan and I, like we, what we put together is like a really well-directed, like the focus of our program, it's not. It's not like a summer challenge or like a who can lose weight the fastest challenge where there's like a prize for someone that wins or anything like that. Like our goal is to do like a 12 week guided dive into, yes, a ketogenic way of eating, but more about building a helping people build a sustainable plan for themselves so that when they're not working with a coach or when they're in a different experience or a different place, they can fall back on those skills that they've built. So, you know, we spent a week really intensively diving into macros with them. And like um, this week, uh, ironically, the topic is activity. So we're talking about activity in the face of the coronavirus. Like it's not, as it can't be so much about, you know, find the best local gym. That's great for you because none of the local gyms are open for anyone, you know? So now it's about, you know, how do you find activity that you can do that can be sustainable for you, like in the environment that you're in? Like, how do you work through that? Like, how do you help people work through that? And I think we have a really great group of people that are committed uh, to what they're doing. So we, we have some really great discussions. We do lives with them. And um, I'm feeling I, I'm feeling great about how that's going. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good experience. Like it, 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 for me, like it's something where I mean, I, I, I don't want this to sound like obvious, but I do. 
I do want to trans transition into working, you know, in a one-on-one coaching environment with people. Like, I feel like that's a natural progression for what I've been doing. And so this is kind of my way of, of kind of taking that first step there, like getting into that experience, uh, starting to work with people, starting to offer that support, and then, you know, getting myself ready to take some, some other steps as we move forward. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, sure. You you've been on our podcast now 463 times, I think is what we yes. said at the beginning, um, and we've been on yours one tw- one three no I once don't know. <laughs> once <laughs> once lowest lowest rated episode ever. I, it actually has right. ne- it has actually has negative listens. I'm not sure how that happens. It's like people gave people it back. downloading it and giving people are downloading it and giving it back i'm not sure like <laughs> itunes is like we had to institute a return policy like it's not our tunes it's youtunes yeah like it's, it's it's a little it's 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 been an interesting journey but yes you know no jim go on you had a question <laughs> well i did but you just killed everything that i wanted to say no oh um, dang so so tell me about how you have you've um the Fat Guy Forum is an awesome show, and you, you you get so many great guests and everything like that. I don't has how has how has your podcast evolved, um, and also how has it impacted you from when you started it to where you are now? Sure, because we talked about that about the Keto Man's Club podcast and how the group evolved and all that great stuff. But I'm kind of curious of how your side of things has has changed since you started. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, one, I think, especially if you listen to the early episodes, the sound's gotten a little bit better because um, the sound is awful on like my first four episodes. Like it's literally painful. Um, but I think there's a there's a few things like I I think I'm getting better at, as a host, like in terms of uh, communicate, getting guests to kind of communicate their stories and helping with directing that. Like, I, I think one of the things hmm, let's sort of to, to phrase this like. I think when I first started, I, I think I was so honored that people were willing to share their stories with me that I, it was almost more like I just wanted them to talk. And I just wanted them to talk until they were done talking, even if they went in circles and weren't really kind of getting into like the meat of their story. Um I wanted to give them that experience. You know, like I, I think there was that part of me that was trying to be the nurturer that was like, you've never told your story before. So it's okay to kind of stay on the surface. And I, I think now I'm, I'm finding that I, I'm able to almost navigate my way through what they're talking about a little bit better, like able to come up with questions that try to push them to go a little bit deeper. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important. Um, I think one of the things that I try to stress, cause I get messages all the time from guys that are like, I, I can't wait until I hit the till I'm I've lost enough weight so that I can come on your show. And I'm like, my show isn't about people that are, that are all success stories. Like if you look at the guests, there's a fair number of them that are just starting their journeys or are halfway through or lost the weight, regained the weight and are losing it again. Uh, like my show is about the stories of of guys where they are in that moment, like where they've come from, where they're going. But where they are at that moment is like perfectly fine to talk about. Like I, I think I had I've got a dude that I'm setting up a recording with who reached out the other day. He's like, I haven't lost any weight yet. He's like, but I'm I'm getting my journey started. Like I feel like I would like to talk about that. And I'm like, I think that's a great topic. Like I think there's a lot there that people don't think about about getting started. There's a lot of people listening that aren't started and need that little bit of push. So I think the show has evolved to become 
you know, it, it started with the intention of being about the stories uh, of these, of these men. And it has evolved to be about, you know, not just them telling their stories, but diving into those stories and starting to talk about motivation and where not, not motivation that like you, how I wake up in the morning, I go to the gym, but motivation, like the, one of the questions I've been asking a lot lately is like, why do you think you, you got so heavy? Like, why do you think you gained the weight? Like, don't just tell me that like your family had bad eating habits. Like, where do you think it came from? Like, and there are some people that have a lot of self-reflection on that topic, like, and can really dive deep into it. And some guys are like, you know what? I've never really thought about that. Like it's, that's a question I haven't really thought about. And I, I like getting those different answers to that question because I want people to think about that question because I think it's an important thing. Like Miles Telecron, um, he and I have talked a lot about when you go on a weight loss journey, like one of the things that you come to eventually is like, yes, in the beginning, it's about losing weight. Like for most of us, it's about losing weight. Like day one of, of starting a weight loss plan is not about your, you know, what, what deep seated issues in your life brought you to that point. Like, but by the end of your, by the end of your journey, like by the end, and really our journeys have no ends, but like, you know what I mean? Like by the time you're, you're, you're getting into that range of where you're at a healthy weight, like you need to make sure you're asking yourself those questions. And so I want to kind of be that person that when I'm talking to these guests, like throw those questions out to them to make sure they are and make sure the people at home that are listening are thinking like, wow, you know, I never really have thought about why I did this or why I do that. Like, I want to I want to kind of dig deeper into those things as, as did, it goes along. Have you found that um, things that you ever thought were exclusive to you were far from it and that there are a lot of men out there that you've talked to that are have gone through similar issues with their food and weight and life and everything like that? Well, here's what here's one of the funny things with that, like. I think I get a lot of residents like that when I talk about things that I've gone through on, on Facebook. And I think I have, I, I don't, I don't think I ever thought of myself as like a, a special bird, but there's, there's different things that I know that I've done that I hear people telling their stories and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's something exactly, you know, that's exactly something that I used to do as well. And so there's some, some unique residents there, but I've also really learned that we all get fat in so many different ways. Like the path, the path to obesity is so divergent that it there is literally like you can look at three guys that all weigh the exact same amount of weight and their stories are so different and there may be moments that resonate and there may be behaviors that resonate a little bit but the trauma or the challenges or the life experience or even the ups and downs of their weight loss and gain are different and so I just think there's something really special, like allowing each person to kind of get out there, like what brought them to that place and like realize, like help people see that, like, just because you don't necessarily see your story reflected in mine, doesn't mean though that we can't help each other, you know, be on the same, because our, as much as our, our, our journeys to that point are different, where we're headed might be exactly the same, like in the end, like we're, we're trying to be healthier. We're trying to live, you know, longer lives. Like we have a lot of similarity that can bring us together when there is stark difference in other areas. But I think like you bring that up, like I, this isn't about the podcast really, but more about Instagram. Like today uh, on Instagram, I posted a journal entry that I had written probably two years ago, three years ago. And I honestly don't remember if I posted it, if I just wrote it in a journal or if I posted it on Instagram or, or where it was from. 
but it was a look at kind of like what goes through my mind when I'm falling off the wagon. Like when I'm falling hard into a binge or when I'm headed into that place, like what is the thought process? And it's like basically like a first person narrative of that. And I was li- I was taken aback when I found it today. And I was like, I kind of want to share this, but I don't know what people will think about it and how it'll resonate. And just the sheer number of people that have DM me today and said, you literally spoke the words that are running through my head right now dealing with stress. This- or when I go through those episodes, that's- those are the exact things that go through my head. So you're right. Like there's There can be some differences, but there a lot of times, especially when you're dealing with people that have similar issues, like a lot of that same behavior is there. So it's almost like the more we talk about it, the more we're able to to give people tools they might need down the road, even if they don't realize that they need them yet. Great. Good stuff. All right. Since we're in the topic of shifting gears, uh, let's talk uh, Let's talk facial hair, man. You decided to cut all yours off way before the CDC <laughs> decided it was I've cool. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I know, I know. So, so other than like, you know, creepy random internet people like i've read them like threatening to assault your facial hair what was the decision be behind uh, uh letting go of the look man um peer pressure um, basically like i realized that as i loved i loved my goatee and it, i probably will grow it back um but i realized that it had got to a point that i i was kind of holding on to it because i was afraid to see what my face would look like without it like I was afraid my face would look round or, you know, what? Because, I mean, let's be fair. Like, if you look at my before pictures, I had a well-inflated neck. Like, I mean, it, at one point I, I had a 26-inch neck. Like, there's skin there, you know. And I think part of the goatee was hiding that, like allowing me to not look at it and not accept that it was there and not kind of come to, you know, come into communion with it. And so a, a couple different people, you know, over the year, you know, over the past year or so have been like, okay, you know, you're at goal weight. Let's, let's cut the goatee and see what, see what happens. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm never doing it. It's never happening. It's never, no, I'm not going to make you happy. And then it did start to become a little bit of like, I knew it would make some people happy if I cut it. And I don't like making people happy. So I, I was holding off. And then I finally, I think it was, oh, it was for my three year. Um, February, I came upon, I was coming up on the three year anniversary of going keto and I wanted to do something big to, to market. Um, and for a while I was considering a tattoo, another tattoo. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't even know who I, I like. I hadn't even started to do any, any research into artists and the one I had used before is gone and all this stuff. And I was like, what if I cut my goatee? Cause my three year anniversary is a Tuesday and that would be a really cool transformation Tuesday. So then it, it just kind of like um, snowballs from there. And that's why I cut it. And it, I still have it in a bag. <laughs> uh, that's a little creepy, but uh... yeah, I was, gonna bring it, I was actually, pl- I, my plan was actually to bring it to keep, I was actually going to bring it to KetoCon to creep out um, uh, Aaron Dupree's wife um, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause they, they had talked about it on one of their YouTube lives. Um, so she had made like a crack about like, saving it and that would be creepy and what it would it would look like a bag of pubes and all this stuff and i was like i'm totally saving it and i'm totally bringing it to KetoCon. and now that plan is possibly dashed and i can't even you know way to ruin my joke covid19 <laughs> <laughs> well at this point the current plan is if we can't have it in june you rescheduled for later right this year. right and it's so, not officially rescheduled yet yes, or anything along yeah. those lines like nothing has been ruined yet 
Chris from the future here. Uh, sad to say it has been rescheduled officially at this point for June of 2021. So start making your plans. No, we, we were just talking about this earlier, too. Like, allegedly, you know, Central Texas is announcing the mandatory lockdown. They're supposed to, they're supposed to announce it tomorrow. Upside, as far as KetoCon goes, is that it's still really, really early to where if the plan works, it should be done and over with. And, you know, and we could all carry on in enough time for keto kind of take place. Downside is, you know, the whole lockdown. Thing. Right. And <laughs> so I don't see Texas handling a lockdown well. You'd be surprised. They've been doing pretty well so far. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. people are kind of homesteading a little bit, but, you know. I well, worry. It depends, on, uh, it depends on which conspiracy theorist you ask. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's definitely two sides of the story. There's the, the real mm. side, then there's the quote unquote real side. <laughs> so, well, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's too many rabbit holes to go down with this whole thing. Yeah, it, it's you a know? bit much. It's a bit much. And, and this is clearly not the podcast for that. No. No, no. 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 Why, why, no. why dive into all that speculation? We are not the experts on conspiracies. Well, well we, we could, just talk food. We, well, we, we are not experts on anything. Let's be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, could, yeah, we, could, right. we could end this recording and do a whole other one that could be people who know nothing talking about conspiracy theories, but I don't have time for that tonight. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that because I honestly, I can't think lower of most people out there. Um, and oh, I feel like bad. if we start talking about that, I'll be like, "Oh, humanity!" Just, just for just, just to throw it out there, because on everyone's mind, like, what the hell is the deal with toilet paper? Like, I, like, I'm, I'm, it's still the more I think about it, the more I'm battling. Like, I try to rationalize it. I'm like, rationalize this. This doesn't make any sense. Flat out and simple, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, like um, all, all things. I, all I will say yourself. is, we are. I'm a what is it? A little over a week into being at home, like home twenty four seven, and. I had to crack into my second roll today, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I use that a little faster than I thought. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start rationing my own paper." <laughs> I'm in a house with three girls, so. Oh, I don't. Know. I, can't even, I, don't even, I don't even know how you're alive right <laughs> the, now, man. The doomsday clock is ticking when it comes to toilet paper. <laughs> understood. Under. Under. Well, then I. I mean, like, not to go off on a tangent, but uh, my. My stepmother tends to be a hoarder in general of, of products. Like she was shopping at like wholesale clubs before wholesale clubs were cool. And I jump on Facebook three or four days ago and she's posting, we've run out of toilet paper and I don't have, I don't know where there's any to find. And I'm like, you have two four-year-old children at your house. How do you not have toilet paper? You are the ultimate hoarder. And she's like, I have everything else. I just thought I had more. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, long story short. Toilet paper has been secured. They're fine. Everything's going well. But I was literally like, "What? You're you're in the age group where you should be hoarding these things." I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I I, I, I am one of those that I will just buy a case of of paper product, whether it be paper towels or or toilet paper off Amazon. I'll have that with my my ship monthly, my ship and save or whatever it's called. And so I have like four big things of it like i'm i'm toilet paper rich right now uh, yeah, we're, we'll make it just fine so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be trading brisket for toilet paper with chris here in about three weeks i will fly down to trade for brisket but i will say though like here this is something interesting about the the virus thing like so at first all the stuff disappearing from stores was like there's no bread there's no pasta there's no rice there's no beans and literally the whole keto community is like ha ha you know, all of our food is there. And then now the meat is gone. The meat's gone. Bull. 
you know, it's back in places. Like, it comes and goes. But I'm like, this is, we brought this on ourselves as a community. This is karma for making fun of the people stocking their dry goods. They took our meat. Like, someone came and took the meat. So let's just all hope that everyone has all the food that they need. There's a lot going on with that. But, like, I... I don't know. I bought I bought ninety ten ground beef this week. Ew. <laughs> yeah, it's grass fed, grass finished, but it's ninety ten. You gonna do with that? Mix it with butter? Yeah, like I'm not sure. Like I'm like I, I'm. I actually think I might grind some bacon into it. Um, there you go. And then make mm-hmm. burgers. I think that's the best way to go. Speaking of grocery stores, which I found interesting was you know like our local grocery store here, who I must say HEB. When it comes to disaster management, they they outperform probably any organization I've ever seen anywhere. <laughs> but uh, you know, and they're no different. People are bought up all the stuff, and it was interesting as I was walking through there last time, looking at the meat section, and I was like, okay, like all the easy stuff, the normal stuff was gone. Yeah. But there was still piles of briskets there. There was still piles of of like bone in ham. There was still a bunch of tri-tips, a bunch of red meat. There were they, they had like whole geese. And I'm like, look, mm. I never had a goose, but I'll tell you what, if stuff gets starts getting real serious and that's all that's left and no one's taking it, I'm gonna learn how to smoke a goose. <laughs> oh, we're I, eat I that mean, goose. <laughs> I saw someone cook a someone uh who the hell who was it? Cody. Um I don't think he's in the man's group, but um he's a carnivore on Instagram. He uh, smoked a goose this week and said it was amazing. I've heard good things. Go. Yeah, so the rest was like steak. So if if you got a little bit of cook in you, there's still enough food. But but like though, like those, like as you were saying, like in the keto community, the vast majority of us are are pretty good at cooking our own meals at this point, or getting better at it daily. My point Mm. being is like if you know how to cook, or at least have a basic understanding of cooking, there's plenty of food out there. If if you unfortunately you know are of the type that everything you eat comes out of a box, then that's where you're going to have a little more time struggling. Yeah. Agreed. So we've we've we want to, of course. Uh, other than than Berto and myself, well, and Jim too. Uh, Mike doesn't have anywhere to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we still want to respect your time as best as we can. Um, and it's getting getting late on the East Coast. Um, any other last minute questions, Jim and Alberto, before we get into close out uh, business? All I got to say is so I don't get yelled at later. Uh, my mom says hi, and she's glad you're not dead. After a <laughs> little episode of, of, of bidding farewell to your beard, she heard the music. Mm. And uh, she she had a, had a mild little panic. And all she knows about Mike Gorman is that we talk about you all the time, and she cared. So you're good. She'll hear this. She'll be happy. And tell my mom, you're fine. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And let her know that you never know when it could come back. You never know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I, I will, um, I will just throw in that, um, I've been I, prior to COVID-19 was doing a fair amount of work travel and I dialed up uh, fat guy forum more than once. And you do, you have, you, um, I want to compliment you for your talent of talking with people and getting to know them comfortable to tell their stories and whatnot, because it's very nice in this day and age of the, the podcast of actually, um, finding people who can relate to their the interviewer and the interviewee both can be relatable in many different reasons so in different ways so kudos to you for that and i i hope it continues for quite some time sir thank you thank you um can i say something 
Of course. No. I don't know. Like, no. I don't know if I get that. If you guys do, if I get that chance. Well, I don't know if you're going to dive into like, and now you got, you know, Berto's going to sing a song and Jim's going to play an <laughs> instrument. I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen. No, I just, I mean, I just want to, like, I, I just want to throw out there, like, I know that, like, there's probably a lot of people listening to this that, you know, are going through some really stressful, insane times. And I just want you to realize that no matter how much crap piles up, like, just make sure that you're taking care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of the people around you. You know, you can't take care of your family. You can't take care of, of the people that need you. And even if that means there's, there's uncertainty and like, there's, you know, you don't know what, what steps you're going to take next. Like just make sure you're reaching out and, you know, connecting with, you know, connect with the, the keto man's club Facebook group. Like, you know, there's a lot of good discussions going on in there about what's happening right now. So like, I just think it's really important that people remember, you know, as as much as we want to panic, um, it it doesn't get us anywhere. So you know, take a deep breath and uh, make a steak, and then check out what's going on in the the men's club. Much appreciated. On that same note, we uh, you can get easily to the either of the Facebook groups by going to our website, theketomansclub.com. Of course, uh, you can connect with all of our social media there as well. Mike, let's remind people how they can connect with you on Instagram. You're in the group, but um, uh, shout out the rest of your stuff, including Fat sure. Uh So you can find me on Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. You can find me on Twitter, um, usually getting attacked by vegans at Gourmet Goes Keto. No underscores. Yeah, it, I don't know why, but it seems to happen to me a lot on there. Um, and then the Fat Guy Forum on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all of those those podcast platforms that you use. And if there's another one out there that you use that it's not on and you want me to try to get it on there, just hit me up and I'll do my best. But I'm actually um, taking the show back to two episodes a week uh, for the time being, um, seeing as I need a little a little something to keep me busy. So um, there's going to be your some... count down. As you recall, you said we we put you in the negative. So <laughs> right. So I got I got I got to get I got to get that back up. I got I got to pump those are rookie numbers. So I got to pump those numbers back up. <laughs> so um yeah, Sundays and Wednesdays, fat guy forum. Very cool. Uh let's go around the horn with the others. Uh Jim, uh find me on Instagram Jim Inman JR and of course in the Keto Man's Club and TKMC Beginners both groups. Berto in the group, as per usual, and on Instagram, L.KetoCholo. Very cool. I am at DuckmanKeto on uh, Instagram and, of course, in the group. Uh, we say that a lot. Uh, <laughs> so uh, all of our links, like we, like I mentioned before, are there on the website, including links to subscribe to our podcast. And please do so. Uh, if you get the chance to uh, leave a comment, a rating, you have a little bit more time maybe because you're not having to travel to and from work. Um, so maybe – Utilize a little bit of that time, if you would, as a favor to us, to uh, leave a leave a review, leave a, a rating on uh, one of the uh, big platforms that allows for that, and uh, that will help the algorithm do its thing to get this in front of more people. You can reach out to us a couple different ways, uh, including our Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast by our voicemail line five one two five one eight sixty one sixty one. Or via email at keto man's club podcast at gmail.com. So we're pretty much everywhere. You can reach us. Uh, feel free to do so. We would love to hear from you and be able to uh, connect with you in every way possible. 
Uh, that is about it. Any other last minute business before I shut us down? Just everybody stay healthy. Yes. I, I we had a little bit of a chat uh, about that in my in my work team. I'll, I'll throw this in real quickly. The uh, uh, in in my my work team chat. It's like when did it become normal for us to to greet each other goodbye by saying you know stay healthy or or whatnot? And uh, one of my team members made the comment saying uh, uh, that back in in. Uh, Probably the the days of the you know the 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 plague. Uh, they would say be thee well, and I'm like, okay. I think my 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 way of of altering that would just be be well, because that's applicable whether there's a COVID nineteen thing going on or not. So be well, um, because that that sounds better. Anyway, uh, be well, and until next time, don't forget to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T H E. K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.